Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God and Launcher podcast, and today I'm talking to Heidi Mark, and she helped overwhelmed entrepreneurs and pressure professionals reclaim their life from overwhelm so they can find time and energy for life outside of work. And um, in this episode, we do touch a lot of stuff on that things that, you know, overwhelm is caused by. And um, this was a really interesting conversation. And I think this is something that we really don't talk about when we're launching, you know, the overwhelm because it's real, it's there. And, you know, the fear is also something that comes from overwhelm as well. So I promise you this episode is really good. And if you want to deal with the overwhelm, you should definitely listen to this. So stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time, but it will be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for my free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes or you can go to www.kenwestgar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westcar, and uh, today I have Heidi Mark with me. Welcome, Heidi. Hi, nice to be here. Nice to have you here. And we are going to talk about overwhelm today. And uh, like you mentioned before we jumped on that, you know, um, our uh, mentor, James Boris, says that we don't want to use overwhelm in our copy and messaging and stuff like that. And you didn't agree with that, do you? Well, it's just that all my clients, as soon as I talk about overwhelm, they're in. They're like, yeah, that's me. That's me. And I've tried to describe <laughs> it in other ways. And I can I can geek out on it and describe it in lots of ways. But there's something about that word. Yeah. We so use I'm it. it. I'm keeping yeah. it. I'm owning it. I'm going with it. Sorry, James Webmore. I love you. You are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that. And I love that you definitely have your take on it and you are willing to kind of just go with it and not, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff works, even though somebody says otherwise, you know, so it's great to just see people owning it basically. But um, before we get into all of that, um, because I, I believe it's a huge topic probably and I'm um, going to love diving into it. But tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, who you help and how you help people. Hi, I'm Heidi Mark and I help professionals and entrepreneurs actually both um, with the serious kind of overwhelm, the kind of overwhelm that prevents you living, where you get stuck in your head and you tend to get disconnected from your body, which tends to result in exhaustion, being unable to think, um, and going around in circles, never quite getting to where you want to be, never quite feeling at home. And I help I help you feel at home in yourself. And I call it a state of empowered ease. To me, that's the opposite of that very, very oppressive overwhelm where you're stuck in your head. So empowered ease is in the body, able to connect to the heart and your purpose. 
able to listen to the body and be really energetic and healthy and able to control your attention. So that's that's coming from a Zen approach. So I'm combining evidence-based psychology, which is my degree, with uh, Zen-based philosophy and practice because I retrained with a Zen master. So I'm pulling that all together. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Definitely. Um, if we were to you know, try to specify the word overwhelm, how would you describe that? Well, for myself and my clients, it is that state of really not being able to see the wood for the trees and and being so overwhelmed that actually you probably deny you're overwhelmed. That's how overwhelmed (laughs) we get. And because I work with people who are very professional, have very high standards and are copers, they are the people you go to to get things done. Mm -hmm. They don't like to let anyone down. So the overwhelm is they're high functioning but they're, they're pushing their brain to think through. It's like trying to, it's like bashing your brain against co- a concrete wall. And it can actually result in it feeling bruised at the end of the day. And just being very disconnected, you know, not feeling at home in yourself. So it's, it's a very, it's a very big deal. Mm. I take it very seriously. I see it as the gateway drug to losing your life because once you're in a state and I'm not talking about occasional overwhelm I'm talking about that utter overwhelm where you cannot think clearly um and I I just take that very seriously because if you deal with the overwhelm and I have a method to get people out of overwhelm very very fast if you deal with that suddenly you can see oh there's easier ways to do things there's better Mm -hmm. ways and you get your energy and, and you start to recover and then it's about embedding that in your life so that you can not avoid overwhelm because overwhelm is pretty inevitable in the way we've set up our society, but have the tools to recognize when you're heading back for a tunnel, you know, no recognize those circles. Oh, I've been here. Oh, I'm on that again. Mm-hmm. You know, recognizing the signs that for you are your warning signs, that tipping point, and then, you know, have the tools to get out of that fast because it, it's, it's costly. It's really costly. You do not want to be making decisions in overwhelm. You do not want to be running your business or trying to. It's it's all about coping, isn't it? Overwhelm to just get through, just get through, just get through. And then in this imaginary time at the end of your to do list, which there isn't an end to, there's <laughs> then I will be able to think. And it's not true. And we know it's not true, but we don't. We're not taught this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. It's it's like a, it's really a huge block that keeps you from doing everything that you either want to do or need to do, obviously. But we, it's is it? Would you say it's really just psychological blocks that kind of messes you up? I guess I would say that it's that the human brain, the human mind, which is amazing. I mean, the human mind is incredible, but we just haven't learned to fly the ship. So we've got this incredible mind. And as entrepreneurs in particular, we we have so many ideas, right? And we're very good at, you know, coming up with ideas and starting things. But that in itself can be overwhelming, you know, when you get your ideas brain on or just the way our society is set up. So everything is there to grab your attention, everything Mm, from road signs to obviously the whole tech issue with social media and notifications, email, phones, etc., everything is designed to get your attention and to 
send your nervous system into high alert. So we're all walking around, or not everyone, because some people I don't think do suffer particularly badly with overwhelm. But for the people I work with, who are very high standards and want to live life to the full, it's very easy for them to get overwhelmed because the the nervous system reacts as if a bear's there and you know a bear's going to get you so you're suddenly in high alert and as soon as your nervous system is in high alert the prefrontal cortex goes offline that's why you can't mm-hmm. think you're not supposed to think because it's not very helpful is it it's not very helpful there's a bear coming straight at you and you go hmm i wonder how i should tackle this bear i wonder if i should you know run it's like you do not want your prefrontal cortex involved so it's a natural yeah. safety thing your mind has evolved to keep you safe but not happy It's easily overwhelmed because it's a damn good system for keeping you alive. But for the majority of us going through our normal day, there are no bears. Certainly not in the UK. There are no bears attacking (laughs) you, but everything is set up from traffic lights. There were warning signs everywhere. I get really really cross about this. I was buying coffee from an outside stall and there was this warning sign saying, careful, drinks are hot. It's like, can (laughs) we just stop doing this to each other? Can we stop setting off each other's nervous systems? And obviously at the moment, the news is extremely, mm. you know, good at setting off our nervous systems. So there's a lot of uncertainty. So we're, that's where it's coming from. So I argue that overwhelm is inevitable. There's nothing wrong with you, but you need to make it optional and take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And you can do that with some new skills. And when you say make it optional, what does that entail? That entails, well, in my work, it entails something which I call neutral noticing. So that means the ability to notice completely neutrally what's going on. So this is obviously an awareness practice, Mm -hmm. but it's for my clients, meditation and mindfulness aren't always helpful because they get stuck in the head a lot. And with meditation and mindfulness, you can often feel like you're more stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. So I work with with a kind of body mindfulness. It is body mindfulness. So... I take your attention out of your head with all of the, and we're not trying to stop the thoughts, you know, the loops of doom, the endless to-do list, the um, invisible get better at list, which all my clients and students have. We're not trying to stop any of that. That's far too much work. No, we're always looking for the easiest, fastest, least overwhelming way to take action, right? Because if you're really overwhelmed, the, the last thing you want is somebody to come up with some amazing tool that requires you doing more. That's like, that's not going to happen. You're completely overwhelmed. What you need is something that fits into your life. And that's where the one minute mark comes from, which is a free audio. It's one minute. Get you out of your head. You take your attention down to your feet. Mm -hmm. So you feel your feet on the ground. All we've done is move your attention. It's incredibly fast at changing your state out of overwhelm into ease. So take your attention down to your feet, then your belly, And just notice, notice how you feel completely neutrally. And the neutral bit is very, very important because I don't know about you, but there's a lot of judgment going on in my head. There's a lot of shoulds and oughts and I need to improve this and I need to be better at that. And I think, you know, that comes in with launching. I think a lot of of us entrepreneurs can get stuck in that loop of I can't launch until I can't Mm. launch until I'm better at this. I need to be better at that. If only I was better, if only my audience was bigger and I was better at copywriting and better at doing Facebook lives and better, better, better. And that stops you living. 
So for me, neutral noticing is it starts with this one minute practice, which people love because then Mm -hmm. they can use it throughout the day and it's resetting. People use it between meetings. They use it before before doing a live video, like before a podcast interview. What was I doing? Noticing Mm -hmm. completely neutrally how I felt. And then for me, I add in an intention because I find that really helpful. So it starts with the neutral noticing one minute and then we just build it up. I, I have lots of ways of using it for, for different purposes, depending on what you're dealing with. So that's where it starts. It's really fast, which is yep. the point, right? It's really easy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's immediate and it, you can't do it wrong. And because you can't do it wrong for people who like to do things really well, for people who are always achieving and always striving and always pushing, it's the opposite. So neutral noticing teaches you to do the very opposite of the things that are have, have served you really well up till now so I work with people who are successful but they don't feel very successful because they're not really enjoying their success because they're just like I can't hold it all together it's too hard right but the the habits and beliefs and thoughts that have got you to this this far the studying the pushing the ignoring the body while you work really hard you know the ability to keep going despite the sacrifice and postponing of your health, your happiness and your relationships, that has served you well up until now, but it's not going to work anymore because to live successfully requires dropping those. But you can't suddenly drop them. You know, when people say, oh, you just need to release stuff. It's like, you can't just drop all the stuff that's worked for you. So we don't do that. We just notice, ah, I'm pushing myself really hard. There's a lot of shoulds going on today and you don't need to do anything. So in neutral noticing, in the one minute mark, all we're doing is noticing. Just notice how you feel completely neutrally in this moment. Don't try to achieve anything. Don't even try to relax. And this is important because for myself and my clients, being told, relax, just relax, is really stressful. It's not, not, it's not a relaxation. People think it's a relaxation because it tends to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. But the intention is not to do that. And this is so important if you spend all day pushing against yourself. It's so important to be able to take a break and just notice, oh, this is this is how I am right now. No judgment. I don't need to be better. I don't need to force myself to take a lunch break if that's really hard. I don't need to do anything. It's one minute. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And it's it sounds so simple as well because it's just, yeah, taking that minute. Yeah. And just getting present to that one minute mark that you call it. Is yeah. that something people can download from your website or something like that? Yep. They yeah. just go to www.tidymark with an E. <laughs> you asked me <laughs> if I had an E. Yeah. .co.uk, one minute mark. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, I'd love yeah. people to get hold of that because it, I'm blown away by it. You know how you create something and you put it out in the world and then it's like I'm watching it go across the world and people are going oh the one minute i love the one minute mark and i i didn't even name it that i gave it to oh, somebody really? else they said oh you should call it the one minute mark i'm like oh, isn't that a bit like showy offy no it's <laughs> brilliant so it became the one minute mark and the story of the one minute mark i quite like because the original audio was four minutes and i thought four minutes is really short right mm-hmm. and i gave it to uh uh, Paula Warman, who's an amazing entrepreneur, but she was running three businesses with two kids at home and they shut the schools. And she said, I haven't got four minutes. I said, well, how long do you need it to be? She said, one minute. I said, you're kidding. Like 
four minutes, even with children, I think four minutes is okay. No, I need it to be one minute. So I literally made it for her. I shrunk it to one minute. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity because that is what I think has really allowed me to hone and listen. Mm -hmm. When people say to you, I don't have four minutes, you can understand how overwhelmed they are. One minute. If you don't have one minute, I can't help you because you do have one (laughs) minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, I think just by you telling or explaining a little bit about that and just using those phrases, I really started to focusing on like going through the body and into the feet. And it's like, I could already see how it kind of works. So it, um, yeah, I'm excited to try that out. <laughs> yeah, do. Let me know how you get on. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, is there, I mean, overwhelm probably means a little bit different to everybody. So do you mm-hmm. notice um, that people tend to, define it or react, respond to overwhelm differently? Um, I'm only working with a particular group of people. So I'm not working with people who who aren't ready. So I do know people who I think, I know I can help you, but they'll go, no, I'm not overwhelmed, I'm just busy. Mm-hmm. And then I look at them and think, whoa, you know, but no judgment because that's their choice. And that, And I was there. You know, 10 years ago, even eight years ago, I was still there before I was ready to say, yeah, this isn't working for me. I don't like this feeling. Um, So the people I work with are ready to go, yeah, that's me, but only if it's safe to do so. So by that, I mean, I'm not going to demand anything of them. So if you're really, really overwhelmed and somebody demands, I don't know, (laughs) like lots of your time and energy, then my people are going to go no so so my approach is very gentle and and it's very I don't really like saying it's very empowering because I find that that's kind of an overused word what I mean is I use permissive language which means that it's always their choice I'm giving the person the power and that's really important to me I'm not telling you what to do and I love that because it means that you're listening to yourself Mm -hmm. so I don't work with people who are looking for I don't know, somebody to save them or something they can just kind of add into their life so that they can work faster and harder, as in, like, I don't like propping people up so they just work themselves into the ground faster or I'm preventing them burning out because I've just given them something to prop themselves up. Can you see? So I'm, I only mm-hmm. work with people when they're at that stage where they're like, this isn't okay. I, I, I used to be... It's when you start to not recognize yourself, when you notice that when you go home and your partner talks to you, you can't really hear what they're saying. Yeah, you kind of your mind's out. clogged. Yeah. yeah. Or a big one is you're grumpy with the dog. Now, that doesn't sound very serious, but it is for the people I work with, because for some reason I attract people. I mean, I have dogs, but even before I had a podcast and said that I, you know, you can hear my dog snoring people seem to come to me who have dogs and for them it's a really big deal when they feel very stressed like they're not a good dog owner Mm -hmm. um so it's that feeling that you're failing in all in all areas of your life despite your best efforts even down to (laughs) i'm a a bad plant owner now you i'm (laughs) laughing because i'm laughing at myself because i know that i've done that judgment on myself but when you start to kind of look around going I'm failing at that. I'm failing at that. I'm failing at that. What's wrong with me? So I'm talking about people who are very heart centered, but they really don't want to let anybody down and they are the go-to person to get stuff done. So they really don't want to let anyone down because it feels like a lot. They're under a lot of pressure. They've got a lot of responsibility. They really are holding things together for 
for everybody else. And they're hiding the fact really well, because I did this for many years, that actually they're only just holding things together for mm-hmm. themselves. And I guess I start to work with people when they're at that stage where they realize and start to recognize that actually they've been hiding even that from themselves. And it's it's not for people who find it easy to say, yeah, I'm not coping. So I don't work with people who go, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm going to take some time off. Or I'm so overwhelmed, I'm going to ask for help. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the people who go, hmm, there's something wrong with me. How can I improve myself? I should be able to cope. Can you see? Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. very highly driven, but not understanding that they're highly driven. Because yeah, they cause... think they don't want much, but actually they do. They want to live fully and they want to do good stuff, good work, be lovely, have fun. And they've lost that part of themselves. Exactly. And I would say that a lot of people probably think that, you know, okay, I feel overwhelmed, so I'm going to take some time off, like you said. And that's like the answer to the problem. But nothing goes away if you just take a break. No. No, it really doesn't. No, unfortunately not. Because what tends to happen is something I call work-life leakage. So work-life leakage is when you go home and even though you think you've left work at home or if you're an entrepreneur and you've got it in the house, you're in even more trouble. And you, it's, it is that thing of trying to listen to your the people you love and you can't hear them because work is still here. It's like hanging on or it's on your shoulders. You've physically mm-hmm. got it stuck in your body or you it wakes you up in the middle of the night. I mean, that's so common, isn't it? You wake up middle of the night with this great big list of work, work, work. So yeah, that work-life leakage as opposed to life work leakage, which are the people who you work with who seem to spend half their day sorting their life out and not doing their job. And you're really holding holding them up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of launching, obviously, that's, I mean, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by everything that kind of needs to go into a launch because there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a yeah. lot of things that you need to get done. Um have you experienced anything with your clients on that perspective? Yeah. So um, I did a podcast episode about this myself, actually, where I got overwhelmed in my autumn launch and mm-hmm. it really shocked me, you know, and and it, and it made me, and I think this is part, I think a big problem for me with launching is expectations of ourself, feeling that we're being judged. So for me, here I am as an overwhelming specialist and I'm overwhelmed. So then I'm judging myself. So for me, doing a podcast episode saying how I dealt with overwhelm during this period was a really good thing to do because it terrified me, but it's so helpful. (laughs) It's so helpful, isn't it? So, yeah, and the reason I got overwhelmed was because I was trying to build a really good launch, like a, you know, a BBD launch, a proper with all the moving pieces. And it was really hard. Really, really hard because, as you say, there's so many people. And I also, I asked for help, so I hired a couple of people, but then I didn't realize I hired them in the wrong time because then I didn't have time to manage them. So lots of things, and and you learn loads, but it's really unpleasant. So it was only when I was able to stand back from it and, and admit to myself, ah, you've just caused a major, over, a major lot of overwhelm for yourself doing it this way. It was only when I could pause and be honest about that that I was able to refind myself and find my way back. And what was really good, actually, was the fact that I had to walk. It forced me to walk my talk even more. 
you know, to, to hone the skills even more and to say, ah, now I know how people feel when they get overwhelmed when they're launched. Mm-hmm. So it was a good thing, but it's horrible at the time. So I'm grateful for that now. Obviously, I wasn't particularly grateful for it in the, in the middle of it. But for <laughs> me, it's the, I think one of the biggest problems with launching is expectations. It's, it's the, it's the focus on the end result. It's the focus on, on worrying about all those pieces and, and that we could let somebody down, that we could look foolish or unprofessional or an email goes out and it's, you know, those email sequences and, and you haven't filled them all out yet because you haven't had time because you're only a day behind or, you know, it mm-hmm. just there's so much to think about. So I think for me, what I learned particularly from that, because that was a very big launch that I was trying to do in a, in a quite different way, was to just stay with the intention. Because that's what we lose when we're overwhelmed, isn't it? It's the connection to our hearts, to our purpose. Mm-hmm. So why are you launching? What What's the purpose of it? And what I found since that launch is my, my next launch was hilarious because I was planning another big launch and I was doing all my learning. And then I just noticed that, you know, some of the people I work with, there was a need for something. So I was talking to my, you know, business bestie and and we were just talking she said yeah that sounds amazing I said what sounds amazing she said, well that's a course I'm like what yeah that, that's that sounds amazing I said hold it right there and I wrote, literally wrote out this course this four-week course mm-hmm. within 72 hours I bought in 1200 pounds with joy with ease without any overwhelm at all and it was amazing. And that was from getting out of my own way and just listening and coming from the heart and putting together all my skills and daring and saying, how can I serve? How can I show up? Why would I want to launch? But the really amusing thing was that that I didn't count that launch because I didn't get overwhelmed, because it wasn't exhausting, because I didn't use all the tech, because it wasn't planned, as mm. in this big launch. I was like, well, you haven't done a proper launch. And it then took me a few weeks to let myself off the hook and to celebrate and say yeah. it was a launch. And it and that's how I want to launch. I want to I want to as much as possible launch with intention, with love, with gratitude, with you know, just mm-hmm. just with eating. I want it to be fun. Now part of that is getting your systems in place. I I don't yep. I don't think I could have launched in that way if I hadn't spent the last three years or how long have I been with Kajabi two years with Kajabi you know I've learned loads I I'm amazed at how much I've learned and for me it's giving myself time to learn I think that's another thing we want to be able to do everything and even hiring someone you've still got to manage that person you've still got to know where it's going it's not like that solves all your problems so I think giving ourselves time to learn you know or or appreciate that we can't do it faster we can't learn it faster because learning is pretty overwhelming because you're changing structures in your brain you're having to let go of things so the very nature of learning anything new is that we have to feel vulnerable because we have to be willing to change our mind to let go of old ways of doing things and do things in a new way and if we try and do too much learning at once, which is what I was doing in my autumn learn- launch when I got overwhelmed, it was the tech yeah. that overwhelmed me. 
it was too much. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. This is huge. And I, I had, it's not like I didn't have my structure and my list. It was that it was physically impossible to do that. And that's what I mean about expectations. I was being too hard on myself. I was trying to run too fast. And am I glad I did it that way? Not for me, but I am for my clients because it means that now I can just say, ah, so launch overwhelm anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. yeah, It sounds like a really great experience that you had there. And um, it sounds to me like it has a lot to do with, you know, detaching from everything. You know, because we tend to get attached to, yeah, the launch and result and all of that, which we make up to mean a lot for us, obviously. But like you say, you know, you got to just let that go. And it's not really about that. And uh, making it as easy as possible, because that that's what you did in the second launch that you did right there. And yeah, you just kind of said, you know, screw, screw, screw all of this. We don't need everything. We don't need all the bells and whistles. You can keep it really simple and you can still do a good launch. You don't have to have the big launch with everything that you think you need. You can still manage with a lot less. Yeah, which is what I'd done previously. Mm. So I would argue that previously I wasn't overwhelmed by the tech. I was overwhelmed by the fear. Mm-hmm. which is, And I think probably for me at the moment, they're the two biggest things, aspects of, of launch overwhelm are, the tech, all the moving mm-hmm. pieces and learning, but the fear. Oh, man, the fear. Let's talk about the fear. <laughs> yeah, so the fear is extraordinary, isn't it? Because it's that thing of I want people to – I want to be visible and I want to be invisible. Mm-hmm. I want people to find me, but I don't want to be seen. You know, I want to get my message out, but I don't want to talk. It, it's the most conflicting, and it's that's what's so hard. Particularly as an introvert, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, I don't, I don't like attention. So I find that extraordinary. And then it's that fear of rejection, the Mm -hmm. fear of not being good enough, the fear of disappointing others, the fear of letting people down, the fear of just messing up in some way. And what I think is absolutely beautiful about that fear, even though it is horrible, (laughs) is that I see it as an opportunity for the fastest personal growth on the planet. You know, it's like a zenpreneurship, isn't it? It's like every time we go to launch, we face ourselves in the mirror. And if we can do so with compassion, with love, instead of with, you know, the, well, mainly the like money worries and the 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 loops of doom about how if this launch doesn't work, disaster will happen, you know, even though, Everybody who's blazed the trail before us has been there and they're still going. Not all of them, but if you want to keep going, you can keep going. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, if I look back, it's that how much more comfortable I am with myself, even if I look from my spring launch to now. And I'm so grateful for that because I know that my stuff works. Mm-hmm. I know it's needed. And now it's that ability i guess to say yeah i'm scared because i'm scared of looking like an idiot or messing up or another failed launch which i don't think is really a thing um but i'm still gonna do it i'm still gonna do it because it's an opportunity to get out of my own way which also i don't think is a pretty good phrase because what does that really mean so for me it would mean it's an opportunity 
to face that fear and say, yeah, but this is what you wanted, Heidi. What are you doing? Just do it. Just do it already. Just get on with it. And for me, it's that as soon as I turn my focus to those clients and students who are on the peripheral, who who have been watching me for a while and, and waiting for me to offer them something they want, mm-hmm. as soon as I focus on that, I'm out of the loops of doom and the fear in my head. And that's very helpful for me. So I think for, for purpose-driven, really heart-led entrepreneurs, I think that's a really good tip is, is that move your attention from your own fear, but don't try and get rid of it. I really don't like this bashy, uh kind of like you've got you need to toughen up and you need to squish yourself into a different shape and be other than you are because you know if you're going to be an entrepreneur online and you've just got to toughen up i know i'm not that's not how i work i'm you are already perfect you are perfect just as you are you are perfect and a work in progress that's a zen that's my zen premise i'm always working from and the work is the letting go of the gunk you know Mm -hmm. the the stuff that doesn't support you and serve you so launching is an opportunity to just notice the fear drop the judgment around the fear so i use neutral noticing on the fear notice the fear a really good thing to do is notice the fear and notice the loops that your mind will time travel on you know project projecting the, the disaster in the future um and also just come at the stories that our minds create are just extraordinary aren't they i mean honestly <laughs> really are <laughs> the, the, the rubbish that goes on in my head around launch time so being able to notice that but don't for me i would say don't try and do anything about it just notice completely neutrally so it's like there's the fear and like you can see i'm doing this because i'm like i'm seeing the fear up here so the fear's mm. up here and there's like thought bomb boom 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 you're rubbish you're not good enough this is going to fail Da-da-da-da. if you move your attention from that into the body Feel your feet on the ground. Immediately you feel better. So instead of trying to stop the fear or bash yourself through it so you become tougher and other than you are, this self-acceptance, this is really scary for me. Of course it's scary for you. You haven't done it before. Of course it's scary. It's a big thing to do. You're really brave. That's okay. So you could like soothe yourself with that kind of talk or you could just say, I'm scared. I'm going to move my attention into the body and then allow the belly to soften if it wants to. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Just notice that too. So there's no pushing away of the tension. There's no pushing away of the fear. It's just, this is who I am right now. I'm scared and I can feel it in my body. And if if the body wants to allow the fear to go, just, just noticing it without judgment tends to allow it to go if it's ready and if it's not ready to go, then maybe it's still serving you in some way and that's okay. And trusting that the body, when it's ready, if you give it space, that it will release that tension when it's ready. So it's about, for me, it's about having been through serious burnout and working with people who are very, tend to be disconnected from the signals from their body in order to get through. Um, it's really nice to just, you know, mend that mend that mind body connection and listen to the body so there's tension okay there's tension 
not trying to push the tension out, not going, I must add book a massage to my to-do list, not going, (laughs) you shouldn't get this tense because you overworked again. You know, drop all that, get better and to-do. Just notice it. I have tension in my shoulders. My belly feels odd. My jaw is tight. Whatever it is for you. And what I love about working with, with people is that they will all find their own little body warning signs. Mm-hmm. People have all got a different, everybody is a different one. So you you think everybody would have tight jaw, like maybe a bit around the eyes, um, digestive stuff, always the shoulders, right? Maybe the lower back. Yes, but people have, people have all sorts of things. And once they've got theirs, they go, oh, well, I know now because, you know, my belly did this or my shoulders did this or my chest did this. And they just, once they know that's it they've mended that really important connection with the body and then they can that's how they're stopping the overwhelm because they're like ah this is happening Aha, i've mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. they don't have to do anything they've noticed amazing i love that i love everything that you saw there i mean it's um it's such a different take on fear you know it's um because if it's like you said if you try to bash that fear or push through it and you try to be someone you're not, then, you know, that's going to be a different energy when you're showing up in your launch. And we are, the things I talk about a lot is that energy when you show up, if that's the wrong energy, then people are not going to buy. I mean, energy plays a huge role, whether we want to or not. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So if you can actually accept the fear and just it, yeah, like I said, you know, it's okay. I have this fear and that's okay just accepting it instead. And that will lead you down a whole different path with the energy in mind. Definitely. So because that. because we tend, we tend to attract what we're putting out. Right. So mm-hmm. when we come from a place of deep self-acceptance, we draw, we allow people to come towards us who we can help because we're, we're not judging ourselves. We're not judging them. And then they feel safe. And then we have no expectations of them because we're dropping these harsh expectations of ourselves. And then they're free to come into our world and explore what's right for them. And then you're not selling, you're not persuading them to do something. You're mm-hmm. just allowing them into your world. And then there's that that free exchange of energy. There's that, does this person resonate with me? You know, the, the way somebody's voice sounds, that, yeah, all of it is, like you say, it's energy. And, yeah, I often um, get asked to help people with that kind of thing for before doing a webinar or a live or or for videos, because obviously a lot of us go straight into our head for that going, Oh, I'm going to look really weird. Look at the state of my hair. And I just talk rubbish and, you know, and I still get that because I, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. No, I totally get it. You know, video, but it's important. And um, yeah, giving somebody an audio, which is specially made for them to connect them or to get them out of their head into their body and then connect them to the intention and remember that it's not about them so that they're mm. really focused on who they're talking to and why they're showing up. I, I'm still blown away by what that does, you know, one or two minute pre-recording audio and then they come back and say, well, I just rocked that live, thank you. I'm like, well, it wasn't me, it was you. <laughs> and I love that because all you're doing is is moving attention mm. from the fear and the overwhelm and that being clogged and the energy can't flow and you're not at ease in yourself so that just even temporarily you can be at home in yourself you can 
you can be there for your people and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is how I can help you. And Mm. that, that's a gift because that's clear. That's honest. That's humble. And that's what we all want, really, isn't it? We want we want to know if we show up for a masterclass or a webinar or a course. We want to know whether this person's for real and whether they're for us and whether what they're selling at this point in time is something that we wish to give our attention and our energy to and maybe our money to. That's all we really want. We need it to be cleaner. It's not Mm -hmm. easy. I mean, (laughs) I did a video yesterday and it's not like it's brilliant. Although I've, you know, I've already had, thank you, Heidi, straight away, which was just so nice. But so what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not perfect. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, but this stuff works. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's about, you know, just putting it out there, whether it's perfect or not. I mean, it's never perfect. You know, there's no such thing as perfect, but thank God, <laughs> just getting it out there. And, yeah. you know, I would say probably 99% of the time you'll get some great feedback. I mean, yes, there are trolls out there, obviously, but, you know, that's like the one small percent, which mm. you really shouldn't be bothered about at all because they're just out there just trying to be a troll. <laughs> trying to make themselves feel better by yeah. making other people feel horrible. Yeah. Exactly. It's human. (laughs) I love this. Um, I think we touched on a lot of great points. Um, But is there anything that you feel like we left out that you want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, I don't think so. I think it's been really, I think we've we've gone through a lot of stuff that I've loved. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So if people want to reach out to you, work with you or anything like that, how can they get in touch with you? Well, I'm on, Instagram, Heidi.mark with an E. Mm-hmm. I'm also, you also find me just www.heidimark.co.uk is my, is my website. You can check me out. But yeah, Instagram or come on over to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast and and just hang out with me for a bit. I've got a um, series coming up for the the end of the year, beginning of the year, which will be available into next year just to help you take some time to pause and get out of the overwhelm and and just move slowly into 2022. You know, you could do it in February. There's none of this <laughs> sudden overwhelming need for, you know, rapid being better at everything with bashy old New Year's resolutions. So there's that yeah. coming out, special turn of the year pause, which which I think, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to. I did it as a course last year, and this year I'm taking a two-week winter retreat. So I thought, I'll record it and just give it out, just because I love it. And I do it every year. It's... Um, it's a tradition I've done for over a decade for myself, you know, that pausing, getting out of the overwhelm and, and getting honest with where am I? Where did I want to be? And then letting mm-hmm. go and celebrating the old year and then dreaming in the new year, just slowly, slowly, <laughs> not in an <laughs> overwhelming New Year's resolutions done. <laughs> no, none of that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, come and hang out with me on Instagram or podcast. Be lovely. Yeah. And we'll link up everything in the show notes so people have something to click on. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your point of view on overwhelm. And, um, yeah, just owning that word overwhelm and using it for what it is. Um, I love that. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice. And thank you to everybody who's been listening in this week. And we'll catch up again next week. Take care. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.